Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore, your host in Nashville, Tennessee. We are very excited to have Kelly Wright here with us today. Dan, we talked a little bit ago about just scaling and company priorities. So people ask me all the time, what were your top priorities at Tableau? And they always seem to expect these typical answers, building the company, growing revenue, uh, expanding the enterprise, operational efficiency, global expansion. And we always had those priorities. And it's important to have focus on specific priorities at different times. But over the course of my 12 years at Tableau, and even now as I advise companies, I would have the same answer. When people ask, what are the three most important priorities for scaling and building the business? My answer is always the same. Number one, people. Number two, people. And number three, people. People are who make a company. People build the products. They sell the products. They're your marketers. They're the people who brainstorm and make decisions. And so I would just say to your point, Dan, never, ever, ever sacrifice on your people. I had a completely different approach of what you just mentioned. If I could have hired every day people that were smarter and more capable than me, oh, that was a joy. And in fact, I did. And I think that's a large part of the reason that we were able to scale and grow at Tableau. Because you need to surround yourself with people that are at their top of the game. You're building an Olympic team. You want to have those Olympic champions who are all those AA plus players who will challenge others to bring their best to work every single day. And that's what we did. So never, ever, ever sacrifice on the people. Well, that's great. But again, it it meant you had to subvert possibly some of your own ego and divert the spotlight off of yourself to others, which knowing you is not hard for you to do. But it can be a limiter for the growth of some organizations if they don't have that approach. So well done. Now, Kelly, from an outsider's point of view, you started as the first salesperson. There were a few. You'd never managed more than 15. But by the time you retired, you were responsible for more than half of the employees of the 3,400 worldwide, and you built a thousand person sales organization. We look at that and say, wow, what an overnight success. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Overnight success. That took 12 years and a bunch of decades leading up to that. So there is no such thing as an overnight success. Uh, You might read about them and think that there's some here and there. Um, Maybe you can find some examples, but an overnight success is typically hours and hours and decades and decades of work. And then it's just in the press overnight. So true. Would you mind sharing a little bit about some of the the more significant obstacles or roadblocks, setbacks that you faced? And what kind of specific things did you do to to keep your own attitude in good shape? You know, discouragement, Mm -hmm. frustration, those are human parts of the human condition. And surely Mm -hmm. you experience them. So any techniques, tools, values that help you get through those moments of frustration, setback, discouragement, et cetera? Mm Mm-hmm. Obstacles and roadblocks and challenges. Oh, there's there's so many, Dan. It's hard to even just come up with a few examples. If you look at it as a big picture, building a business is super hard. It is just hard. No matter any way you slice it, it is hard. It takes a massive amount 
of work and hours and grit and sweat and frustration and highs and lows. And so whether it is a customer is upset or there's an employee HR issue, or it is just a matter of not hitting the goals that you set out and trying to keep on going from a holistic level. I mean, every single day there's going to be challenges and some of them you kind of see coming ahead of time, but many of them, they kind of jump around the corner and get they hit you and you have no idea that they're there. And so I think in terms of learning to just how to think about that from a broad standpoint, I mean, I can go all the way back to when I sold books door to door as a teenager. When I was selling to 30, demoing books to 35 families a day and knocking on doors, the interesting part about that experience is usually when you knock on a door, the person that answers the door, you're not necessarily the most welcome person that they're going to see in the day. And so you get all (laughs) different kinds of attitudes and behavior. Some people are, believe it or not, and you know this, Dan, not very excited to see you. So there's people that are welcoming and nice and they invite you into their house. And there's others that slam your door, the door in your face. So over the course of my four summers selling books, I had literally so many doors that were slammed in my face. And back then it taught me that you can only control what you can control. I can control what I do when I go up to the door. I cannot control what is going to happen with that person that answers the door. And I think this was one of the biggest lessons is control what you can control and don't worry about the rest. All I can do is give my very best. So first it is control what you can control. Two, it is do your very best because all I can do is my 100%. I can't do more than my best. And there might be times that People didn't agree with my decision or they might have gone in a different direction. Or in fact, I actually did something wrong. But I think the people that I worked with and my team knew I was doing my best every day and doing it in a way where I was trying to treat other people with respect and fairness. So I think first control what you can control, do your best, treat people with fairness and respect. And I think the last thing is just really trying to control your own emotions, which are really hard. And there's bad things that are going to happen. And it's really a personal choice as to what you do with it. So you can let it get you down or you can try to power through. And I often looked at those as they were some of the best learning were those hard pieces. So that on a high level, and those were some of the learnings. I'm happy to talk about some specific challenges if you wanted me to storytell with some specific ones, Dan. Maybe one, if, if you don't mind. Doubtless, over the course of building Tableau and other times in your career, you had a key person that you were building with that left you, somebody that was responsible for part of that vision. What attitudinally do you think about when that occurs? What helps you to keep equilibrium when it's a person that you really were counting on? Hmm. Uh, You know, I consider myself really lucky at Tableau that a lot of our amazing people actually stuck with it for a long time. And so we did have people that left and there were times where you would try to keep a salesperson or keep someone that was in one capacity or another. But I do think that if you help to really develop and grow people and that your top talent will stay for a very long time. I think for me, my challenges often 
were more from a personal standpoint. I mean, there were tons and tons of work challenges that I could talk to that we faced every day. For me, there was more of a personal challenge of how I handled the balance of how I was able to run a global public company and be in charge of revenue, which requires 24-7, always being connected, always having issues, because if there's not an issue in one region, there's an issue in another region, and trying to balance that with having a family and a husband and three kids and being present and engaged. And I think to me, when I think back on my time at Tableau, that was probably my biggest persistent challenge of how could I effectively do my job knowing that I am this 100% giver all the time at work and try to still be able to give by 100% at home with the family. And I, I think that that's a challenge that anyone that's really building a business and working hard will do. And there's times you have to lean into work and there's times you have to lean into home and family. But finding that balance was probably my biggest challenge throughout my career. Sure. And the leaning in is never linear. It's, it can be unexpected times. It can be huge bursts of that because I think there's a misnomer about balance where people think you got to spend equal time on all of these top priorities. And you really, nobody can actually do that. It's just realizing it is seasonal, it's cyclical. And when we can compensate and make up for it, we definitely should. And it sounds like you. Yeah. And I think the interesting part is people, uh, people always talk about the balance between work and life. And I always think that's a very weird way to look at it. Work and life, life is separate than work. That's not true. So it's really just a balance of the different components of life. And I used to try to think about it, integrating all those components of life together. And so I had to travel a lot for work and our favorite hobby as a family is to travel. So rather than seeing that as, oh, I was away, we were able to integrate that with the family and say, hey, I'm going to have to be gone. Let's look at all the places we're going to open up offices and let's look at where the family wants to go. And so my kids would get pretty excited. They had their map. They would say, oh, we, we would like to go this place and that place. And so I would be able to go do my work trip. And then the kids and my husband would come and meet, meet me and we'd have a, a bit of an adventure. And then we were able to actually do a whole family team event at wherever we were, where everyone there could then bring their kids to work or have a kind of family team event. So I think that the way I overcame that is how can you actually look at these different components of your life and figure out how to integrate it? It's because you are going to have to play with that balance and what's the best way rather than trying to have to make choices there or here. How can you do something where there's a win-win for everyone involved? I uh, love that approach, Kelly. It's really zooming the lens out big enough to realize it's not about work is in one box and family's in another box. It's your life. You've talked a lot about how you deal with your own personal challenges, self-motivation, delegation, et cetera. What have you found to be some of the most effective ways to teach others how to handle emotional setbacks or how to be more stable, how to deal with persistence? A few tidbits maybe about how you teach and empower others to become stronger, more disciplined. You know, one of the themes of this podcast is tools and techniques to help us avoid procrastination and, and to move forward more fearlessly. Any general observations on that? Hmm. Well, on, on the last piece about how to avoid procrastination and how to move forward, I think oftentimes what happens is there's this whole delicate balance between the urgent and important. 
And the things that are going to be the bigger priority, important things, they often aren't the ones that are the most urgent. And especially in this day of social connectedness where people get, I mean, I used to get like over 500 emails a day. When people are having so many emails and they have their task list or so many things to do, people can, you can check off a bunch of things, but then at the end of the day, haven't actually made tons of progress of moving the needle forward. So I would encourage people on, on the procrastination and getting things done of always having a very clear vision on what are your vital few? What are the three to five priorities that you really need to get done to be able to move the needle forward? And then how can you make progress on those today? So making sure that people are allotting time to actually make progress on those big issues that are going to move the ball forward. Otherwise, you can have the whole day and have done a bunch of things, but not actually made much progress. So I think that's really important for people to know in the morning, every day, every week, every month, what are the most important things that I need to get done to move the ball forward and making sure that they're prioritizing and allocating time appropriately to actually make that happen. So that would be my answer on procrastination. On a different note with regards to attitude, you know, this, this is a tricky one. I think that a lot of it actually comes down to belief. Because when people get down, it's often because they've lost hope. They just see that there's so there are so many challenges, they don't see a way that they can dig themselves out of it. So I've always seen a lot of my role as a manager is I can try to inspire and and motivate and and pat someone on the back, but that's all really fluff unless you can really change their way of thinking. So our jobs as managers and leaders is really about how can you break down the different goals to translate to the other individual that they actually believe, they actually believe in their gut that they are set up for success and that they can, that they can make progress. And how we do that, I mean, for me, it, it often comes down to data. It comes down to what are they doing? What are the biggest challenges? And then what are the specific, and it's not only data, like in sales, we use data a lot. How many demos, how many hours, how many customers. So there's so many stats and data and many, com- many different divisions have that. But if you just are able to take, where is the goal now and how, what do you need to do to make progress by the end of the day or the end of the week? Not what do you need to do by the end of the year? That's too abstract and there's too long a way to go. And help to break that down into bite-sized chunks and bite-sized pieces so people can say, oh, I can do that. I can do that today. I can do that tomorrow. And you give them three or five things where they actually leave the conversation knowing that they are set up for success. And then you inspire the belief and that can help to get them going again. So in my mind, it's really about translating belief so they can see a path to success. And then that will translate into them being motivated and inspired again. Right. And I think it also goes back to what you said before, hiring people that you know are in alignment, that believe in the same things that you believe in. Because then when you pour into them, there's no roadblock that's been created because you both want the exact same things. Absolutely. I agree. I I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's often been said that 
that leading people is a matter of transferring conviction and transferring belief. What I take from what you just said is if you just help people refocus, it can do two things. One is it help them avoid the distractions in a world that is nothing but distractions. And second, it can help avoid the tendency of what's called creative avoidance. And that's where people are busy all day long, but they didn't really get the most important three to five things finished. So by you helping to focus people, they become empowered and, and in a way shielded from distraction and shielded from all the many other things that can distract from their performance. Absolutely awesome. It's great. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah, Kelly, there's some people that you can talk to for five minutes and you wish it was over. Uh, we've been talking for 40 minutes total and it's like we just got started. As we get ready to wrap up, would you be willing to make just sort of a statement of encouragement to people that are, are starting with something small that nobody really fully understands yet? How to keep the vision alive, the mission alive in the face of all kinds of setbacks and frustration? Any, any last words of encouragement you'd like mm. to share? Oh, a, a couple pieces there. I think, I think first, just focus on building the business one day at a time. It can get really daunting to look at what might happen in five years or 10 years, or if you're a public company or when you have thousands of people and you want to have that out there to be an aspirational goal. But if you're focused too much on that long-term, really big thing that's so far away, the amount of work and the distance from where you are today is just so far. So I would keep in mind that businesses are built day by day, hour by hour, customer by customer, new employee and teammate by teammate. And so if your focus is, how can I commit myself this morning that when I go to sleep tonight, I know that I've made progress. I've actually moved the ball forward today. I've helped a customer today. I've helped a team member today. And I've actually made a mark and made some progress today. I think it'll be much easier to, to digest. So always be thinking about how you can build a business day by day. That would be my first one. The second one is... As the going gets hard, I would look at part of the fun of life in these ventures is the learning and growing along the way. And for those of us who are venturing on being an entrepreneur or building something special or leading a larger team, we signed up for that role because we knew there was going to be some risk and trials and tribulation. And the only way that we can grow and learn is if we face those and embrace them head on. Because if everything was easy, frankly, all of us who are building companies and leading bigger organizations, we would be bored and we would be stifled because we need to have that challenge. So I would think about if we can every day be learning and growing, then that's a great thing. And then the third piece of takeaway I, I would give is... So much of the benefit of this is just hearing other people's stories. So if every day I could be interacting with employees or customers or others that I ended up bumping into through the course of business, then I could take something positive from each of those because people have done so many interesting things. And this is why I love sales, Dan, is because this is what sales is all about, being able to interact with different people and hear their stories every day. Uh, but you know, people are very inspiring and motivating. 
And every day, even if I went backwards on a few goals or there were a few mess ups, I can learn and be inspired by every person that I encounter each day. So if you focus on those people and trying to have positive engagements with those individuals, then that keeps you going as well. So to summarize them, I would say build the business day by day, embrace learning and growing because that will give you that personal challenge and growth. And then three, embrace the conversations and just getting to know other people's stories every day. Wow, that is incredible stuff. Kelly, your wisdom comes through, but more important than that, your heart, your heart for people, your heart for mission, your heart for making a better world, your love of your family. These are the things that really are true greatness in you. And I I know I speak for all of our listeners when I say thank you so much for your contribution today. We wish you nothing but total happiness and success and good times with your family. And I look forward to being able to see you and at least talk with you again soon. So on behalf of the Action Catalyst, this is Kelly Breslin-Wright. Kelly, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Dan. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.